This is episode 213. As an exercise in hubris, I also use a metal zone. <laughs> it's a rapid fire episode of the Toad Control. This doesn't go long at all. Oh, my door's <laughs> fire for that went 40 minutes over. Dogs have been delivered to me. Hi. Uh, yeah, we're wrapping up. <laughs> we're, we're done. Yeah. Okay. We're done. All right. Yeah. We're okay. done. Ding. Bye. Look who painted his office. We did it. Um, I should have you know, my office was painted months ago. (laughs) (laughs) We rearranged, right? Is that what happened? We're facing a different way? Yeah, so like I've I've taken a 90 degree turn. So like the the background people Ah, recognize is just right right here. Um, But I have moved um, because uh, we got new carpets installed in our upstairs. Yeah. And as such, I got a new desk because my old desk was like too small and and just from IKEA and nothing very exciting. So I got like a badass motherfucker to sit stand desk that's like fully oh, powered. Rad. It's it's absurd. It is a total smoke show. So I've been setting that up all week and you know now we're in here as my I took Monday off because that was carpet install day. Tuesday was desk assembly day and shout out to Eric, friend of the show and I think currently in the chat for Coming and helping me build it because <laughs> he this never thing, uses his name. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, Two Bamp is here. Two Bamp. Two Bamp. Yes, thank you so much for coming to help build it. Eric's local, so that was super handy and great. So we hung out, played some guitar awesome. pedals, and built this desk. It weighs a lot because there's a lot of <laughs> motors involved right. with it. So right. um, and the fully uh, the the whole frame is. Solid steel, so it's it's like really intense. Yeah, yeah. But it's a badass. It's a bad bitch. So I love it. And <laughs> this is the first podcast at the new battle station. And like, I don't even kind of see like my work setup is yeah. over here. Yeah. So that's like going well. Panoramic monitors and L L shaped desk. I've got the the big screens over there and the Mac on this side. It's rad, and I, I think it's going to be awesome for streaming the demos for the show because I realized I can stand it up and stand and play guitar and it's not going to be weird like leaning down to Uh, work on the computer. So that'll be nice. Um, Yeah, I'm super pumped for it. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, I I was just like, also, it's a fucking dream running cables under this because you just raise the desk. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to. (laughs) You have a lift. Oh, I got to get under my desk. Hold on. I got to get under the the desk. Better lift it up. Jack up my, the desk. Got to give my desk an alignment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Car jokes. Dum tish. And the alignment. <laughs> um, it's great though. So like that's the thing that's been going on here is is uh, carpets, which now like my chair doesn't move at all. So I'm, I've got a rolly thing in the mail coming. Um, I can't <laughs> like like one of those like, uh, <laughs> yeah. one of those chair plates. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> chair skate. Um, chair skate. So, I've, yeah, I've, I'm it's copywriting like that right now, actually, before this episode fully, goes out. 
chair I have to like get out of the chair and move it because it's so grippy in our plush, yeah. wonderful new carpet. Um, and hey, shout out to carpet installers. That is the hardest work I've ever seen anyone do in my life. And mm. they, they fucking killed it. My house looks brand new. It's awesome. Awesome. Way to go. Yeah. Way carpet. to go. Am I Check right? this out. Got this, uh, this balance board. Looks like a skateboard deck, kind of. That's a cutting board, Derek. Yeah, it's bamboo. It's got this like Whoa. this shit on the bottom, so I can like wobble while I stand at my desk. It's got these like bumpers on it, so I don't like ding up anything. And so it's rad. So is that so that you'll sometimes fall? Um, it's it's got like a three inch rise in the middle, and you just like so teeter. It's, it's just like a keeping your back moving kind of situation. Yeah, back and hips, and yeah, okay, um, it doesn't okay. have any, f- no front to back motion. It's just left to right. Oh, it's very controlled. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. It's not, so, it's not like a willy fall down kind of game. No, it's not, it's not like it'll slip out from under you. It's just yeah. enough to kind of keep you like shifting your weight a little bit throughout the day. Um, so you kind of just constantly are moving a little bit rather than right. fully sedentary. So I'm sitting now. I'm in my chair now, but <laughs> it's cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm still getting things organized and situated, and in that phase of like, oh, maybe, maybe this would be better off two and a half inches to the left, right? All these little tiny tweaks that you make. <laughs> yeah. See how hmm, it goes. I'm gonna move my keyboard six inches that direction and see how we go. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, Exciting times. That's what's happening. That's why my yeah. place looks different. It is not actually a different place. I'm just like facing the windows now instead of the windows to my left. And yeah. it's cool. Rad. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, this is, that was, was that a good or bad start to the podcast? Do you think? I just like, just dove in. I, we just, ro- we, we rolled just right into it. it. Um, yeah. Well, it's exciting. Cause like, to do whole new floors in your place is yeah yeah that's a big job, and you kind of can't do a lot until that's done. Right. So with baby coming, you know the countdown has been on floors right. for a while. Like let's we so got, we got to do floors before we do anything else, and green, now it's green like lights. game on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I so we're getting things back together. Where I'm sure we're, we're going to need to do carpets at some point. When we built this, we built this house four years ago. And they're already pretty worn out in the high traffic areas because mm. we we didn't we didn't spring for good carpet either. We got like mm. because when your builder's pricing it, they're probably going to mark it up like crazy compared to if I just yeah. you know what I mean. Maybe. And yeah, and I don't know. We were building a whole house, so it was like we were sort of right. <laughs> we right. were in this mindset of like we're doing the thing, and then we're pinching p- pennies. And we had like these two days where we had two mortgages. And so oh. the the <laughs> like we had way enough money for this but we were like extremely close to the metal as far as having enough money mm-hmm. for the bank to make it to to think we're okay with it. they're like we it's like we know you have enough money for this but in order to make it, it all doesn't like, look like it. on yeah. the up and up on paper, you have to have enough money to do it twice. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, yeah. oh, um, so you know, we cut we cut some corners there. Um, but anyway, carpet is also like the cheapest flooring, and especially the cheapest flooring to like reinstall. Yep. Like as much as it's like labor yep. to actually to 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 do it to move the stuff to and put it, it there. Um, 
Because there isn't, you're not dealing with like finishing floors and stuff like mm-hmm. that, kind of putting it in and cutting it and stuff. So, yeah. And there's a lot of free installation deals at the big box stores, which is what we got. Mm. And, okay. you know, it's there's so many options now, decision paralysis, like you wouldn't believe on stuff like that. And also, just because things are bananas right now in the first place, carpet is also the flooring choice you can get the soonest because everything else is like constantly back ordered and sold out. Oh, interesting. So, Hmm. Yeah, hmm. we we ordered this the whole shit in like mid February, and just got it installed. Oh, damn. Monday. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, that's fun. Well, I've had uh, a it's been a week of running toward a finish line of like of like four different projects, and um, I can tell you right now they're they're all supposed to be done tomorrow, and they're I I'm pretty sure they're not all going to be done. <laughs> Um, but Whoopies. yeah, but it's sort of, it's interesting. I, you know, so I, I've just been like, like, um, I haven't been in discord except occasionally I'll get a ping. Cause like, you'll have something you actually wanted me to notice. So you pinged me on it <laughs> and I open discord. Oh, there it is. I respond with like two words and then put my phone back away and I'm like back at it. Right. <laughs> um, that's how it's been. Like apparently, um, some of our merch looks weird. <laughs> Like maybe I did a bad uh, it's job. Just that, like, are we talking about no, this? No, it's yet? Uh, like we can talk about it. The logo yeah. is on all the merch. Yeah, but man, it's big. Yeah, I just like <laughs> I put the image there, and it like looked like it was on the t. It looked fine in the picture, and I I didn't really think about like, yeah. what that would look like on a person. I guess I just was like, yep, yep, sure, fire away. Um, Logo's there. Yeah, yeah. So Project I done. guess I need to maybe maybe bring it a little bit more into the zone where it would be on a typical T-shirt that you you know they don't have the entire front of it. Is not typically one big logo, yeah, like right? The, the logo doesn't go all the way to your belly button most of the time, but on tone <laughs> control shirts, it does. <laughs> it's we have the we have the biggest logos. Yeah, That's so you know, get that get that uh, tone control V one merch while it lasts. Yeah. So we may we may refine. <laughs> also, I don't know. I mean, maybe I shouldn't have gone with this company. It was the one that I knew. Uh, since I, I, since I put the yeah. store up, I've actually seen another, like uh, one of the YouTube channels I follow, like started, it's like a small operation and he started uh, with a, a merch store that's a similar thing, but it's a different website. And now I'm thinking, well, shoot, maybe I should just go look there and think about dumping the one we have because I've got no loyalty about it. <laughs> <laughs> I have no allegiance to this brand. Plus, they let me, they let me make the logo look too big. So... Yeah, really, there's not somebody there like, hey back. man, hey hey dog. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what was I going to say? Oh, link to merch in the show notes. Oh yeah, link to the merch store. And, uh, if it and is, in the Discord. And, and I I will definitely at least have adjusted it by the time this episode okay. goes up. I will definitely have done that. Um, probably over the weekend when things calm down. So I did a, actually I'll tell you one, one thing, and this is a very short story, but I did this weird session at, um, a studio here in town. It was, it's like a, uh, Disney musical song. Um, and, and the guy, the producer, he says it's for an unreleased musical. I don't know what it's for. And I never heard the song before. And my kid's six. So I would have, if it was released, right? Wait, so it's, it's a, it is a, a it's Disney a, song. It's that's a Disney out? song. No, that's okay. not. Well, I mean, we just recorded not out. It. Right, not uh, okay. out. Okay, all right. Like all we right. just on uh, Tuesday put put vocal and piano 
Uh, it it could right. be like a demo. It strikes me as like a demo. Like, and I've I've heard like like on the Frozen soundtrack that I li- you know my kid wants to listen to all the time. There's there's the the songs that are in the movie. Then there's a couple that were like cut from the movie, but were still recorded by the stars of the show. Yeah. And then there's like some others, like like some celebrities did their cover of a song, which is fun. And then there's like demos. And there's a few hmm. of the songs that are being performed by like totally different people that you, I mean, they're named, but they're not somebody that mm-hmm. is like a famous actor or something like that that was in the movie, right? Or, or Weezer, right? You know, it's, it's not that. <laughs> so this could have been that. So the thing is, um, the Frozen musical is in town right now in Cincinnati. So um, the, uh, the woman who was playing Anna at the time although she was a stand-in because there was a weird contract thing and she was filling in between the two actually contracted Anna's. But she, so anyway, the, the, so oh. she's like one of the main characters for the three weeks or whatever that it was here. She sang this song with a piano player and it's for something else. And, <laughs> um, and it's all sort of weird because they didn't make us sign any NDAs. And typically for something like oh. Disney, you'd have to sign NDAs yeah. to work on it, right? So I'm like, he says it's for an unreleased musical. It's extremely Disney. Like if you hear the, the thing, okay. it's like, well, I mean, yeah, that's a Disney song. You know what I mean? Hmm. But we didn't sign anything. Not that I'm going to like do anything about that, but like, it's just so- it's Kind sort, of interesting. Sort of interesting. It was interesting. It was, it, yeah, it was cool. And I was like, hey, you know, to my to my kid, I was like, hey, look, look, look who I met, like- Here's a picture of her dressed as Anna. I don't know. It's not. It's not that cool. But it's like it's sort of. That is interesting. Like it, yeah. that's cool. And and like oh, a little different. Like, are we about to like? Is there going to be a trailer in six months? You know, for right. some, the next great Disney musical well, movie. If it, if it comes out and I hear it and I go ah, if that's the song I recorded. You know, that's here's mm-hmm. now you can hear the real version or whatever. I'll let you know. Um, Obviously, I know the I guy that it, recorded gonna, the demo. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna tell you what the song was because I feel like I'm in violation of something. Well, I'm probably not. I'm probably not. But anyway, well, ask them to dig up the contract you didn't sign. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, okay. Well, so so cool. besides being busy, that's the interesting thing that I got to do. So let's um, right jump into some shit. God damn it! Thanks to Pedal Genie sure. for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit pedalgenie.com and start your wish list today. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool, man. Cool, man. Uh, so, like, first, like, man, we're going to talk about this um, this thing in, in Premiere Guitar, right? So I'm going to tell you what. I'm, I yeah. dug up some more sounds. I got myself a whole palette of new sounds. Here we go. You know it? Some some friggin' fuzz. Is that a um He's gonna get it. You is that guys. a Fraz? Is that a Fraz Dazzler? No, it's not a Fraz Dazzler. Oh. No, you got it wrong. Dang. Fucking blew okay. it. What is it? It's the uh Haunt. O B N E. Oh. O B N E Haunt. O B N E. Fuzz. Oops, cool. I just did it with Fuck. X's <laughs> instead of <laughs> It's the Haunt. <laughs> <laughs> haunt Fucks. <laughs> 
Good lord. I Very type, good. I'm, I'm typing it into the Very notes because I, I put in the notes what's what pedals I'm playing. And I wrote F-U-X-X. Fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Very well Jesus. done. Very well done. Yeah, that fuzz sounds real hot. It was it, it was it's a fucking boy. hot. Yeah. It it's, was fucking it's major, super hot. It's major business. So check it out. Alex hey, cool. from Copper Sound is is writing uh uh it's a column for Premier Guitar. State of the Stomp. Yeah. This oh. is a, a recurring column like that, that Premier Guitar has done for a long time. Mm-hmm. And some oh gosh, months ago, Alex told me, Hey, I'm gonna start writing for Premier Guitar under this uh under this column. I was like, Oh, that's so cool. So yeah, I remember he sent hearing me the first that. Yeah, he sent me the first one, and I read it, and like just completely ignored putting it in the podcast for no good reason. <laughs> oh, I read it, and I and like I shared it in the Discord. I was like, guys, look, it's our friend, and this is so cool. And then just like the podcast happened, and we moved on, and I completely ignored it for like an <laughs> idiot. So, like, <laughs> I was like just completely brain farted that. Like, oh, we should like talk about this. And so anyway, he he texted me the other day and said, like, here's a new. He's like, how come you're still article. dissing me? <laughs> so I was like, oh no, this is the time. We're gonna we're gonna throw this in. Yeah. So anyway, check those out. Um Alex Garaldi writing for Premier Guitar. This month's issue or, or article episode <laughs> is uh called <laughs> Edition. 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 That's the word. Yeah. Your yeah. trade secrets slash trade your secrets. And it's kind of a look into oh. um, sharing trade secrets within the community and like within builder communities. Mm. Um and Alex makes some good points about how, like in other uh, other industries and like other silos of work, that's not a thing that really happens. Like you would not give away the secret sauce, but it does happen with guitar stuff. Somebody asks, like, "How did you design mm. that?" And they will tell you most of the time, unless it's you know like something literally super secret for some reason. But it's this. It makes for like an interesting conversation around like the culture of advancing the. Like the, the, the industry art. that we're a part of, the yeah. art of all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So check that article out. I'm not going to just like tell you what it's all about because then, you know, you wouldn't go read it. So go read it. <laughs> go read it. You know, that's interesting. I, I encounter that in my industry as well. Like, I think there was an old guard of it's a secret. These are my trade secrets mm. sort of stuff. And I'm not sure if that was universal, but I definitely know like – it, it's felt like in the last five, maybe going out to like 10 years is when start, things started to shift. And then it was like uh, people sharing things kind of more freely because the, you know, it's like tips and tricks. Like knowing what tip or what what weird trick I used to do a certain thing in a, in a music mix doesn't mean that that's not exactly or entirely at least what I'm being paid for, right? It's more about the experience yeah. of knowing when to use what trick or why to use what trick or when you've gone far enough with it and, and things like that. So Yeah, and, and like if you shared a, a trademark Justin trick, right, with me, and I'm like, I'm going to apply Justin's trick to this yeah. song, to, to my session. Like that's just me like using a different tool in the tool belt. You know, it's... It's not like someone's going to be like, hmm, did Justin do this one? You know, like they're, <laughs> it's not going to confuse it. And it's not like you're going to oh, like go to court about something like that over, yeah. you know, you're not going to say like, well, that's my little studio trick. But like, that's how we get to this, right? how, how we get to today anyway, and th- by just like borrowing and modifying. Who, 
Yeah, there there were there are such were people who felt that way. Like I'm not just going to tell you my. You know what? It it also uh, circles yeah. around to like, do you think the mix that I do belongs to my client when I'm done with it? Like my mm. session, you know what I mean? My settings, my my automation, my plugins. Does that belong mm. to them, or is it just the final song? Or should I print all that stuff down to stems and give it to them? But it's like obfuscated how I accomplish those sounds, you know. Because um, there's people are still split on that. There's a lot of people that think like yes or no, Interesting. or or maybe that is not something I have ever yes, thought about. But it's an but. extra fee or something. And uh, I mean, I I do sometimes charge an extra fee if I have to do if it's like work, if there's something I have to do to it. Like if I'm archiving, like printing down stems and stuff like that, there may be a fee associated with that. But for the most part, mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm done with something, it belongs to my client who who paid for it. Um, and yeah. so I always tell people that, and but there are people who feel very differently from me. And if you see any Facebook discussions with sound mixers, it's it usually swings a, around quite a bit. That's a really interesting thing. I've never paid any uh, thought to, but yeah, it's it's not far from that conversation. And I think people yeah. do it around guitars stuff all the time, or they used to, and it was very like, how to achieve so-and-so's legendary tone. And it's not that yeah. that tone was necessarily secret, it was just that maybe it wasn't cataloged well. Maybe it wasn't ever right. truly explored and written down and nitpicked over until years later. But now, mm-hmm. like with things where you can literally share presets and stuff for free, sure, right? With no no DRM type stuff over things like Helix, you can just say, "Oh, here's how I made that tone." Load it on yours. Yeah, right. It doesn't mean that like I, I, that's that's an interesting conversation. Because like it's, it's a way to learn a lot too. Because um, yeah. if I take, you know, if if you take some some a preset like that, that's a starting point, right? And then you can customize it more to your guitar or something. Or you you're learning how somebody achieved a certain tone. It doesn't mean that you're going to exactly replicate that. But saying like if the trick and also was, you're not that. Sorry, yeah. no. No, I was gonna say you're not that player. Yeah. You don't have the same hands. You don't probably don't have the yeah. same guitar. <laughs> so it's right. yeah. there's no way it's going to be exact, but like learning something about well this particular Helix preset they they set this up but then he's got this graphic EQ and he's notching down a little bit after all of these amp settings. Oh, I never would have thought of that. Yeah. You know, and now that's, that's like what, in the how, back of my funny. mind when I build my next tone or something. That's how I built my in-ear monitor rig for when I was yeah. in Delaney. Uh, I based it on Richie Castellano's setup, who plays guitar for Blue Oyster Cult, right? Like, it's not like I'm out here <laughs> pretending I'm in Blue Oyster Cult or using his tones, but the signal path I, operation. I did notice that around like, that time, like around that month, you started to sound like Blue Oyster Cult, and I didn't know why. Yeah, I mean, it's part of the patch. Yeah. So, like, there's you just like in a the cowbell monitors foot switch. <laughs> and you just start hearing cowbell everywhere you go. Yeah, um, it's it's great when you're because it's part of the right. monitor mix is a metronome, yeah, and it may as well be cowbell. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're going too far. Yeah, um, so I expect you yeah. didn't want mean to talk about this for so long. Anyway, uh, this particular go, re- news go read item. the article. Go read the article. Um, and uh, cool. Read read what Alex says, and then come back and discuss it on Discord. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Huh. All right. All right. That's pretty good. How about another one?
That's all a Justin right. demo. I don't know what it is. I think I think I don't know what I any of them are right. anymore. Um, all right. So this is I, I I prepared. So here's what I did. You remember I was saying like I had to do redo a bunch of things with our sounds to get them to work with my new mm-hmm. system. Well, I went and like I did like twelve of them. And a bunch Ooh. of them, I went and dug into the, some of the old ones that like don't even have drums and were really short little stingers when we were making them just yeah. to be stingers and not f- from whole pedal demos. So I have a bunch of stuff. And next up, the next thing is a bunch of stuff. <laughs> so I didn't know how you wanted to handle that. So I thought it was at a good time. Um, oh, Derek yeah. Put Let's out do one request. for each thing. Okay. So Derek put out a request for show topics. And... And he got this. He got like six things. <laughs> I got a bunch of seem, stuff. They all seem fine. I'm gonna write in here. Um, what was this? Uh, what was this stab that I just did? That was the butter by CMAT. Oh, CMAT mods. Yeah. Yeah. That's an old B U T A H. You cool. dingus. All right. Okay. Uh, so, We're talking about. Okay. So you want me to ding one of these for each one? I'll start at the back. What is this? What is hey. this one? What the hell was that? That was a pedal called that? the Bit Commander. Bit Commander. That's that's nice. got to be like <laughs> that's got to be like year is one. That, is that um, EQD? Maybe, maybe I didn't even write it down. <laughs> that's how long. Bit ago. Commander. It is the EQD Bit Commander. Earthquaker. Octave synth. Yeah, long time ago. So we're talking about the Joe Dart Two Ernie Ball Music Man bass. Okay, here we go. And if you're familiar with the Joe Dart 1, which is kind of like a Stingray bass, this is mm-hmm. like the jazz bass adaptation of that model. They've broken the pickups out into two single coils. There's uh, master volume for each, and that's it. Natural finish, flame maple neck. It's sharp. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> everything you need, nothing you don't. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with Joe Dart, he plays uh, bass guitar in Wolfpack and Fearless Flyers. And is just an absolute smoke show. He totally just, he's one of the greatest funk bassists there is, or there ever will be, in my opinion. Of all time. And um, of all time, which includes the future. Yeah. I'll put him in that category. He, he fucks. It's great. So it's an ash body, flame maple neck. Um, and look at it. It's very plain, but it is a funk machine. There's a hundred of them. <laughs> Sorry, just something about the you didn't say they're making a hundred. There is a hundred no. of them. It made it sound like that was a really high yeah. number instead of a really low There's, number. You know what I mean? Isn't yeah. that weird? Like I, so, specifically yeah, that is being said because it's a it's a short run, right? There's a short a run, hundred yeah. of them. <laughs> making like a hundred of them. It is a boring, yeah. Matt in the chat says it's a boring, almost three thousand dollar base. Yeah, I think it's a little boring. But okay, I have a different take on that. Kind of cool. Hold on. Like, I have a different take no, on that. No. The all okay. pure natural makes me feel like, look, everybody, I invented the bass guitar. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I just I just found some wood and I started cutting and I didn't stop until I had a bass yeah. guitar. You know? Anyway, so it's uh, the first. So the limited run of a hundred. Like I th- I think if I'm reading the the marketing materials right, they're going to make more. It's just that the first hundred are of this like super special batch. And that's all that they're doing okay. right now. These are all personally so, breathed on by the man himself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a cool neck plate with like his signature sunglasses on it and shit. It's okay. cool. Okay. I mean, go listen to Wolfpack and tell me that Joe Dart's not the greatest. Yeah. 
Like you can't. So Listen it's to a little Wolfpack jazz and, bassy. And tell it's, me that this this bass isn't worth twenty seven hundred dollars. It's cool. I mean, it, it's a little offset. It's yep. got the three sided one side tuning peg thing, and mm-hmm. you know the the Joe Dart one I thought was really cool. It, it had just a single volume knob. This has two volume knobs. Actually, see if you can find a different photo of it because they're these like okay. I think they're called cupcake style knobs. They're like they look oh, like a little look mushroom at those cloud. Little, little ba- babies. <laughs> And that's cool. So wait, wait, hold on. So he's saying in the chat, it's a my first bass kit, complete with knobs and tone enhancing EBMM headstock sticker. It is. It's like you get it in a kit and put all the screws together. The knobs are pacifier knobs. There's some shade getting thrown in the chat. <laughs> oh, he really doesn't I, so, like hey, this listen, bass. I got to say, you can't fault me for talking about this. You all asked for this. <laughs> <laughs> you did this. This is your fault. Yeah, this is your fault. Okay. Um, told us to one? talk we, about it, and this is what are, you get. Are we rapid firing? All right. Yeah, let's rapid another fire. One. There's nothing else go. to talk about on this base because it's. <laughs> All right. No idea. It's, I'm it's losing one, it, man. Another one from my. Well, these are ancient. These are ancient, I'm telling you. Uh, that was. Oh, I should be writing these down, too. That was uh, the Caroline Olympia, which I believe is a fuzz. Oh. Probably. The thing is, though, it's not that these are old. It's that I haven't been doing a great job of remembering them in recent weeks anyway. So, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine. Um, So uh, I didn't write down who wrote all, who suggested all of these following things. But the next one was when to buy, talk about when to buy gear and or how to be happy with the stuff you already have. Okay. Okay. Uh, That one is me, according to Matt in the chat. Okay. So Matt, when to buy gear. I think... Oh I don't know, God. Justin, when do you buy gear versus being happy with stuff you already have? I mean, I think that's <laughs> the thing is if if you have to convince yourself to be happy with what you already have, you don't need to buy it. You don't need to buy something new. Yeah, you know, I, um, Olympia, sorry, typing. I, um, okay, so I'm going to think about this more. Like I haven't bought uh, nearly anything in the way of guitar gear for a long time because I haven't. I've been playing. I've, it's just been like for studio stuff. So I haven't bought anything related to guitar unless it was going to be useful for my studio. Um, yeah. But like studio gear, this, this is all part of the same thing, right? So in my opinion, um, that changed a ton when I wasn't a hobbyist about it anymore. Then it was mm. everything is, um, does it do the job well? is it maybe the best mm-hmm. version of this for what I will be using it for? And then subcalculation, like how will this be beneficial to my bottom line? Like how is this expense going to make my business more profitable after the expense, right? How am I going, yeah. am I, is it going to make my stuff sound better? Like, and you know, it, that, there was like there was a time when I bought a lot of plugins, and then at a certain point, I had like a ton of stuff. That, and and every time a new thing comes out, it's like, oh man, look at this amazing new console emulation or whatever the fuck. And I would always be like, well, I can. That really is like a non difference from what I already have. You know what I mean? Or it's mm-hmm. different, but it's not better. It's not actually going to change anything about my mixes. Um, or my workflows. And then, and since since right. thinking about it that way, as far as bottom lines, everything has been workflows over sounds. And it's probably because I already mm. have like a lot of the spe- specific sounds and stuff that I need. So it's like, if something has a better workflow or it's going to achieve something faster or maybe better quality, but that's really just about like 
restoration, noise reduction, and crap like that. Like I did just yeah. buy, I bought a new plugin and it's a new noise reduction plugin. <laughs> I spent so much on audio restoration stuff, but I use that shit every single day. Yeah, I was just going to say, I just heard on a podcast today, actually, totally unrelated to guitar stuff, but they were talking about spending, and they said, like, mm. the, the the kind of commentary was like, when's the last time, what was the last thing you bought where you had to kind of have a huddle with your partner about it? You know, and for me, yeah. it was this desk, and because it was a lot of money, and it's like, is this, mm-hmm. do we, do I really need this, or do I just want it really badly, and what's the difference? Um, and they said their suggestion on this podcast was to do the math and figure out how many times do I need to use it for it to become only five dollars every time I use it. Oh, that's generous. Or, or, you know, like, yeah, but yeah. That's, that's or, or whatever your number for is. For a lot of stuff, yeah, right, right, right. For yeah. a lot of stuff, depending on what your number is, like what, how often do you need to use it for it to become a dollar, five dollars, whatever? Yeah. And when you like break it down like that, that's why I got this desk. It's because I sit in here for fifty or sixty hours a week, yeah. and between work, school, podcast, like this is my room for that kind of work. I have a, a years and years ago before the desk, I got this chair, another major investment. I sit in it constantly, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's why I like expensive keyboards and expensive computer mice and stuff like that because those are my You're tools. Always touching them. I, yeah. Always touching them. So it's, I, I think there's a, a threshold of like, you're that's justification it. and like yeah but you're reframing it so that it could be not like i'm saying for my work but you the yeah. way you're framing it it doesn't have to be for that it could be for your hobby stuff no. and things like that it right so like yeah. i think that with guitar stuff that it's if it's hobby guitar stuff it's kind of like um there's a delicate balance for me and this is different for everybody but for me it's the balance between like that's cool. I kind of want that. I think I'll just buy it because, hey, why not? I deserve yeah. nice things. And that's what I did with the airlane. It's what I did with the 1981. And and there's no direct need, but it's kind of like, I I think but, I really would enjoy having that. think about what so, you just said, though. Like, you are going to touch them enough to make them $5 each yeah. time. You know what I mean? Like, easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, even if it's years before they reach $5 each time, it's still a really enjoyable time to get there. You know, like that's yeah. the difference, I think. It's it's if I use it once and put it on a shelf and that's kind of, I try to be practical about that stuff. Mm-hmm. So right. Um, I also think of, you know, how, how reverse that, like how much do I need to save over the next X time, years, months, whatever, to pay for it? I've been doing that with the mm-hmm. Novo that's on order. Like I've been saving that, so I've been putting money aside for something like that for years. Then I decided it was Novo and like, I, you know, I kind of had the money ready. So it's like I've been yeah. able to put aside 50 to to $100 every paycheck for years, right, to make it happen. And so like, you can, I know that when it comes, I'm going to fucking love it and I don't have to worry about the money. But yeah. as far as like when to buy new gear, I think it's just like, that's the like the personal justification of it that is, oh, I, I can't answer that. Yeah. So like Matt's you saying, know, what like, if it's $10 each time? That, uh, that That's what Derek said, right? Like find your number. Right, there's a number where yeah. it's worth that, um, and I think there's a, that. That's a fantastic way to think about all kinds of stuff, like um, all kinds of expense, you know, entertainment expenses, subscriptions, and stuff that you have. Because um, at the time that you're buying something, and it's like, well, obviously, I should get the yearly because there's a discount on that. Mm-hmm. But boy, that seems like a lot of money just for 
this thing that I can't even touch or whatever. You know what I mean? And you said there's this mental block. And my wife deals with this a lot. She'll have like a mental block about like, this doesn't seem like it exists and therefore it it shouldn't be worth money. But it's like, no, no, no. It's it's what you use with it, and it's like if I can spend four dollars on a fancy coffee, that's probably cheap mm-hmm. for. Co- I'm I'm outing myself as oh, I don't buy yeah, the fancy spend- coffees, but but whatever. Like people spend a lot more than that on a fancy coffee, and that's like that's like a week's worth of whatever subscription. It, that's like four weeks worth of whatever subscription, right? So and, and imagine how many how many hours do you spend on that? Like on a on a slow mm-hmm. month, I, I'll watch. Netflix or whichever, you know, for, yeah, you know, eight hours or something over a month. And I don't even watch that much TV, I feel like. So, right. You know, yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's, yeah. So, Shake I think it's down worth, like that. yeah, rationalize it to yourself hard. Like, I sweat purchases like this hard. It took me weeks to kind of build up the courage, I guess, or the justification to myself that mm. I, that this desk was not a, um, or whatever it is that the Novo, that like a car, a house, whatever, is not a a, a stupid purchase, right? It's not, you yeah. got to break through that like impulse buy zone, and I sweat that period a lot because I get a lot of like, oh, I really, I see this thing, I really want it. Oh, look how beautiful. Oh, I I would I would love having this. Well, do I really want it today, or do I do I actually really want it? You know, what's the the time threshold on that? Because if I let it go after three or four days, then I didn't actually want it, and it was just sort of. Uh. Like, you know what I mean? A flash in the pan sort of mm-hmm. like It would be envy. an impulse if you went with it. Yeah. 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 Um, so I don't know. I think it's worth slowing down purchases if you're kind of not sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think there's no, there's no correct answer and it's different for everybody, which is not, it's a non-answer, but it's true. I think, I think we explained a lot. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what, let's do one more and then let's split Pedal Genie into here and pick up on the other side. Okay. All right, so one more. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, spacey. Some kind of, oh, uh, Dispatch Master? Dis- he got it. Dispatch yeah. Master out of fucking <laughs> nowhere. How old is that That is one, such huh? a, that's a, I can, so it's funny is I remember where I was living when I did that demo. I was living ah. in Rochester. So it was, um... 2012, 13-ish. Yeah, so that's like... Um, that is one of the right great Right at the pedals. fucking beginning of the podcast. So actually, it would have been 2013 because that's we didn't start until 2013. Right. Really early. So it would have been between September and, uh, gosh, like July. Well, when did, when did Pedal Genie start with us? Because it wasn't the first 11. episode, 11? No, it was so, episode 11, yeah. So it would have been very spring, early 2014, yeah. Spring 2014, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And that, <laughs> Like that, we're just like Sherlock Holmesing this. Story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, that oops, is, for, that pedal. I to switch the screen. Oops, I didn't the mean Dispatch to. Dispatch Master is. What am I doing? <laughs> damn it, Dustin. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Who, who let this clown run the show here? Sorry, the dispatch, say, the dispatch master. The dispatch master is it's one of the great pedals, you know, like yeah. I I don't remember seeing delay and reverb in a pedal much before that mm-hmm. and they just did such a killer job with it. It's so nice. Anyway, that's all. All right. All right. Okay, the next <laughs> so we're going to jump to pedal genie. We're going to jump we're going to insert pedal genie here. Yeah. Because yeah. it's otherwise the show is going to be lopsided as all hell. Well, you're going to you want to do it right now or do you want to do one more and then pedal genie? Well, this is we just Oh wait. 
You're right. I There's just a played lot of, a sound yeah. for the other fucking one that we were going to... Okay, sorry. Yeah, well, it's no, still going to be quick because this is the second time this right. question has come up and I'm just going to say it. I don't know what you're asking. <laughs> the comment is <laughs> boutique guitars versus not boutique guitars. And like <laughs> something very similar to that has been mentioned a few times. And I don't know what the, the question is. Like what about them? There, They're there saying are, uh, in a fight. Which one? Because that's what versus means, you see. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, is it like a you brought shit to a piss fight kind of thing? Or piss to a shit fight kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the question in chat is to buy... <laughs> you like that one? I thought that, that uh, Justin would enjoy that. Yeah. You brought, <laughs> um, you brought piss to a shit fight, motherfucker. <laughs> that's from something. I can't remember. Huh, but Interesting. Uh, um, it's if you're um, a collector said, or not, right? Uh, to buy boutique or not to buy boutique, there's like too many factors to cite on that. I think the big brands are able to build a guitar yeah. for cheaper. So I think it depends first on your budget and secondly, uh, but not where, always because like, Gibson, but not always, and, right? But also, right? Uh, I, I had an interesting thought about Gibson the other day, which if we have time to time to get to, we will later, but okay. Um, <laughs> I don't believe you. Yeah, so I don't know. It's a I mean, personal challenge. I don't think you can think anything interesting about Gibson. Uh, it's it's more it's, about the models than Gibson itself. But like, all right. okay, it's a dig on them, not you. But anyway, do you want to do you want to skip this question and talk about that instead? <laughs> <laughs> all right. The answer to the question, uh, boutique or not, is if you're a collector. Anyway, moving on. Oh, hang on, hang on. And I'm not going to answer which one you buy if you're a collector. That's up for you to figure out. So Eric in the chat is saying he got an Equits. He's got an Equits on order because I wanted to get myself a custom shop build, heard him on a podcast, liked his approach, and I like what the guitar looks like. Boom, done. Right, That's enough reason right there. I'm I'm getting the Novo, which is like super boutique as well, because I want it and like it's a little... Yeah. it's, It's a graduation gift to myself from myself, right? It's just a... Yeah. There, there are not going to be many times where I'm able to buy a piece of gear like this, so I'm going to take advantage of it while I can. And so, yeah, so if then, I have like X dollars to spend on gear, am I yeah. going to go Defender? Probably not. But that's that's personal, I guess. But, but right, but if so, if if uh, if you're buying, if the choice is to buy a brand name guitar, brand name like a non boutique brand name guitar, it would either be because you are going for one of the cheaper lines, I guess, yeah. right, or you're getting it because it's a whatever year Gibson or some shit. That's what I mean by being sure. a collector, right? Because, like, yeah. you know. Okay. Anyway, so what? What do you? What? What? what what's the thing? What's the thing? Oh, about Gibson. Yeah. So my thought about Gibson is, or it's it's more that. Um, that's weird. My Google Docs thing just rebooted itself. I don't know why. Anyway, um, I think. The, the models, like let's take the Les Paul, for example. The Les Paul kind of exists to me beyond Gibson. Does that make sense? Like kind of, it doesn't matter that Gibson makes the Les Paul. The Les Paul okay. is what's important. It's it's not Gibson that's important, I think, to, to me, to players maybe. Like this is a little thing that I've I just realized oh, a few days okay. ago. I think I'm starting so to like, pick up what you're saying here. Yeah. The thing, like when we complain about Gibson and like quality control and like all the changes they've made to the model, it's like we're mad about it because it's like, how could you do this to the thing that is so cherished, right? That's the thing that we're mad about. 
as a community. I think I'm like, mad you a always bit hear differently, about, but go on. But like that's the common conversation. Okay. It's like, yeah. why would you put a, a brass nut on the Les Paul? Yeah. It's stupid, you know. Um yeah, asshole. But it's, it's yeah, and and like I'm also mad about quality control and stuff like that. But nobody's out here saying that the Les Paul is a bad guitar. I mean, people are, but like you know what I mean. It's like the model itself is not at fault. Right. right? The things it, that not, make a guitar a Les Paul are not the problem. Yeah, and I think that's a really important thing to distinguish. I guess I don't know. I just kind of thought about this the other day because mm-hmm. okay. we're going to talk about Gibson and a few about a bass, but like. It's just I love my Les Paul, but I I like I'm annoyed at Gibson still. You know, <laughs> it's such a weird thing. But you're annoyed at Gibson, but you're not annoyed at it being a Les Paul. But you're still annoyed. Yeah. Okay. Right, but like if the Les Paul was made by somebody else, you know, with the like, yeah. and, and Gibson was still doing all of this stuff, right? How would you feel about it then? And I just I don't know. I think. It's the, the the models exist outside of Gibson, and they're the ones that just sort of happen to make it. That's how I'm kind of looking at it these days, is in like the last four you days. Know, <laughs> you know, that's that's feeding it. So the thing I said, like, I, I have a little bit of a different complaint about Gibson, and I think that uh, this synergizes well with what you just said, because okay. I think my problem with them is not them in particular, but they just happen to be the company that... Hat owns the IP to make these guitars. Yeah. Right. Um, but they still uh they are scalping their own guitars. Like that's how I They're feel about like, it. When they when yeah. you know, because we talked about scalping on the last episode and like what what is scalping, and it's basically like um capitalizing on or creating scarcity. Cause because one of the things I think major mm-hmm. factors of scalping is actually trying to create the scarcity. It's like I remember when all the PlayStations mm. were coming out and stuff, there was some story about you know, people lined up outside to buy PlayStation 5s, and somebody makes it inside, comes out with two, holds them up to everybody in line. Here they are, a thousand bucks each, yeah. or something like that. Like yeah. just just did like so just and there's there's two less in them, the store. Right. Now. Bought yeah. them so that there's less available so that he could do that, right? And I yeah. feel that Gibson does this. And it's uh, you know, um I don't I don't know. I'm not saying that they're producing it's, too few guitars. I think they are they are creating somewhat successfully creating the idea that their guitars are more valuable than they actually are as guitars. You know what I mean? Well they're like, doing could, it based on um legacy. Right. It's all right. like this. It's the name. It's the guitar of your heroes. And it's the, we were, this was a, a great conversation in the discord a few days ago, last week or so. <laughs> the authenticity, right? Like the authenticity. It's the, like, <laughs> look at all of the names, the artists that are endorsed by Gibson right now. And like, find me someone who's under 30. Like they don't exist. Like their, their Gibson is not, the conversation was like, <laughs> is Gibson snappers? failing? There were, there's no Gibsons at, at Coachella. Well, Duh. <laughs> right, I saw that There's headline. No like, is Gibson the, done for? At, the, at the, the, the EDM concert down the street either. Like, yeah. what a dumb like, remark. I don't know. It's, yeah, and it just was, they're, they're kind of resting on their laurels as the maker of the Les Paul, right? Of the of these iconic but like, do you th- pillars do you think of it's guitar overvalued? culture. Like, isn't it overvalued? <sighs> can, can you say that those guitars are worth $5,000? They're worth, like, this is the different conversation again. Like, they're right. worth whatever anyone will pay. Right. 
But I, but I don't know. As far like as the, the actual, like what it takes <laughs> to put into that and, uh, and, and I'm not just saying like, you're only as good as the labor or whatever, but like, there's obviously, no, there's but, a lot of experience and trial and error and design and R and D and all that stuff that went into creating a, a guitar and iconic design that a long standing design has been tried and tested and all that stuff is part of the value. But on the other hand, we have, mm-hmm. Uh, we have boutique guitar makers that are making fantastic instruments that are pricey but still don't reach those levels. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's plenty of examples. Um, Fender, you know, their next closest competitor, <sighs> yeah. constantly making stuff that I do not. I do not feel like uh, uh, Gibsons are inherently more valuable, or or they they wouldn't be to me as a player. Right. It's like I don't think that no, one is a guitar that plays and sounds better and therefore should be worth more. That's kind of what I want to say is the value of it, right? It's not just the right. name on the headstock. It's like, is the labor you put into it and the wood you chose and the parts you chose plus all the R and D for decades, does that equal yeah. a guitar that's twice as much as Fender, which has been going for practically just as long for just as many yeah, right. I mean doing all in the, the electric same guitar shit. space in a different shape, figuring out what's the best about their shape and which parts to put in and yeah. choosing how much to spend on those parts. Do you think that really means that Gibson is a twice the value instrument on average? You know what I mean? Because I don't think they right. are. And so that's what I'm, I'm I don't saying. Think so either. They don't have the value well, there's to back also, it up. It's, it's all there's, headspace value. It's all ethereal. Mm-hmm. There's also the, um, the non-tangible asset that is quality Right, that it is the yeah. quality control. You know, you've got these bad years of Gibbs or of any product. You've got you know things that can get the quality control standards change and stuff. And Gibson has fallen victim to that all the time. Are they QC years though, or are they like we tried this new part and turns out in retrospect it wasn't as good? Oh, it's it's both. You know what I mean, things. both. Yeah, but like yeah. So Eric's saying Fender's doing the game better. I agree. Fender's certainly focusing on. Reaching as many players as they can. Gibson is focusing on like when you're ready, we're here. Yeah. Being the cool guy you know, in and, the corner. Yeah. And like we're yeah. the he's saying also that they're not inherently better than Fender, nor is Fender better than Gibson. I don't think so either. But I also think that Gibson's but, walking around kind of like, we're better. But right. And they're <laughs> and they're pricing their guitars a lot higher for what I yeah. would consider to be very much equal instruments. Yeah, yeah. Um, At least in most yeah, cases. Yeah, and so so like Fender, there's like a branding <laughs> thing too because like Fender um, makes a lot of guitars under the Fender name that are not made in the U.S., but Gibson yeah. doesn't have any Gibsons that are not made in the U.S. They have the Epiphone okay. brand for that. So there's, there's so a little difference there. they were more careful maybe in that respect. They were a little more precious maybe. about that. Which I might guess. be a good thing know. to do. Maybe Fender should have done that. Who knows? But... Are they selling more guitars than Gibson? I mean, I don't remember talking about Fender filing bankruptcy. Yeah. Maybe it's Fender feels mind. so much more inclusive. Gibson feels really gatekeepy, you know? Yeah. It's for price, for uh, attitude, right? For like the a whole approach, like the Slash collection. Like, fuck off. Fuck off. We were talking okay. about like, who, who would be a great Gibson artist these days? And with the conversation... In Discord was awesome, and we kind of landed on Claudio and Travis from Coheed. Could you imagine if those guys yeah. became Gibson endorsed artists? That would be fucking huge, and <laughs> I love it. That would be so great. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's move on. All right, 
Let's let's um all right. So remember the secret word for tonight is depression. No, what was it again? No, disappointment. disappointment. The gifts are disappointment. The gifts are disappointment. Buckle up for the genie, everybody. It's time to give thanks. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping. So you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month. Shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wish list with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. <laughs> okay. Very good. Yeah, I, Very this good. is funnier than I thought. I was afraid it was going to be really depressing. Um, Ryan Reynolds made a very good showing. Uh, guy's good for a while. Yeah, lot. I like. Um, I like the conceptual gift calls. You know, like we could say like yeah. boats or you know like. Uh, uh, this isn't something people. I like those. Was those are good. Work, you know, but like uh, an emotion. Yeah, <laughs> like that that allows for so a next, really next episode broad on and we. different spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Oh god. So this I, I don't this dog, the the last one here with, with really, um that dog, like some this is years ago, some picture that picture is like floating around and I had never seen it before. And my friend told me that that is Steven the dog. So oh, like, is it? It's like Steven no. with an F on the front. That's Steven. <laughs> And I don't know if that's a real dog name or if that's some shit that somebody made up or my friend made up or anything. Is that well, Stephen well, the dog? Stephen. <laughs> Am I spelling uh, it wrong? Is, no, the dog is actually named Tuna, I think. Um, <laughs> let me see if I can find this. Tuna dog. Uh, is a Chewini. This is yeah, good Instagram TV. Is, is Tuna Melts My Heart. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, pull that up on the screen, Justin. Uh, okay. <laughs> this poor creature. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's not, quite the, that's not quite the dog that was in the gift just now, but it's good enough. No, it's not, but Holy shit. Enough. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this mm. is the super opposite of my dog who has a, an underbite. So, like, his bottom teeth stick out a little bit, but it's nothing like this. This, no. this son of a bitch is deformed. Oh, my God. Okay. I don't know. Why. I, uh, oh, my there's God. There's an episode. Somebody, somebody photoshopped braces onto it. <laughs> there's an episode of um, The World According to Jeff Goldblum about dogs, which is on Disney Plus. If, you're, if you don't have it, get it. It's great. Um, and they, they interview the people that run this account. Okay. And then he meets he meets Tuna. So anyway, if you want to see Jeff Goldblum meet this uh dog with a severe overbite. 
Head to Disney Plus. <laughs> this episode brought to you definitely not by Disney. Yeah, no, no, um, no, okay. not no matter how much we talk about them on nope. this episode. Um, okay, so Pedal Genie, Derek doesn't have a pedal. Okay, back to our regularly scheduled program. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I have something. I have um I have this motherfucker. This is Whoa. the DB925. It's a bass preamp from Aguilar. Aguilar makes the good stuff. Yeah. So um, here's the thing. Um, I I have my uh, my J bass here. Cool. And I'm just gonna turn it on and discover quite quickly that I can't hear it, and I need to. Turn. So here's the thing. This is a bass preamp. So I'm feeling like I don't need to put anything, uh, any amp on it. Oh, that's too hot. Too, too hot a preamp. Hold on, turn it down. Let me see if I've got any. I want to basically just create like a dry preamp. Uh, yeah, turn off the compressor. Okay, turn off the EQ. We're good. All right. Bypass the compressor. You bypassed the compressor? <laughs> yeah. Okay, pretty good. So there's there's what this is what a bass sounds like, everybody. Neat. Fucking deal with it. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna turn on this preamp. It, this this little guy, it's a little mini. It's got a B and a T knob, and they're teensy tiny knobs, as you can see. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna maybe for I'll butts squ- and oh, okay. Butts and it. tits. Yep, you got it. <laughs> I was just gonna let it linger, but okay. <laughs> nope. Uh, say the thing. All right. So I clicked it on. Now we're gonna see what happens. Oh. Well, that's kind of, hold on. I got to I do a comparison. Turn it off. Is it just louder or is it doing something? Uh, this is one of those really hard things. It's giving it a little juice for sure, but is yeah, it volume so, or is so it? So to, to me, so on my end, because I'm not hearing it through Discord, right? It's, it's volume, yeah. but it's also like there's some sub there. There's definitely some tone shaping going on in, a, in kind of a Are subtle that, but, um, but powerful way. Are those knobs they're, both at they're noon? They're noon. They're noon. So let's dime the T. Dime the, the titty knob. Dime the T's. Oh, I think it was a treble. I think you were right, Derek. Now that I turned it up, I realized I don't think it was oh, a knob it's, for it's, tits. It's on, okay. All right. Hey, that hey back now you're in Green Day. Let's turn it. <laughs> <laughs> So with the, with the treble knob all the way down. Yeah, I think these are just like shelf EQs. Let's turn the bass all the way up, baby. Oh. So that bass knob is definitely Oof. affecting very, very low frequencies. Like it's definitely like below 100 hertz. Let's turn that mm-hmm. off. Ugh. <laughs> all right. Oh, God. I mean, this is, this is, this is, good it's like it's like um the not distortion part of the sans amp it's kind of like a nice version of that you yeah know what i mean it just like kind of does something so Gives i mean it little, doesn't have anything lift. else like it's just it doesn't have like a volume or anything like that no justin yeah. is not a bassist i mean and i don't know what the fuck i'm i mean i mean he's saying you're basically the best bassist yeah, there's no. I'm not seeing anything for like an internal 
trim pot for volume or anything like that, but nope. it's got two bands of boost, it says, and it's an FET preamp. It's, I mean, I, I it's so simple. It's right, basic. Uh, get it? <laughs> I get it, Justin. <laughs> and, uh, and I like it. Thanks. I don't know what to tell you. I think for 150 bucks, like you, you can't go wrong with anything from Aguilar, especially like, yeah, they make like it's a preamp and you know, it's there, so like it's good. We know it's good. Yeah. It's just sort of like there's some guy, what's it, what's it really doing? Yeah. I think, um, this site. I don't know, it's, yeah, I don't know enough about the nuances of bass and preamps and stuff to really say, oh, this is yeah. this is so great, but you it, know, it's it, it's yeah. Having having just it's on or it's off. There's no volume control, and then there's this these sort of tone boosts. Um, yeah. Oh, wait. If if okay, does that mean if they're boosts, then if I turn them down, does that mean this is flat? <gasps> it is. If I turn oh. both B and T knobs all the way down, it sounds the same. <laughs> off on. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> So so when I have okay. them at noon, it's actually it's giving me a smiley boost is what it's doing. Yeah. Uh okay. Cool. Well whatever. But great. I'm glad we made that discovery at the last fucking second. But anyway. The last possible second, yeah. Yeah. Uh 150 bucks. I can dig it. I think it's I think it's cool. It's it's simple, but it really does sound good and Yeah. I, you know, all told, I would rather have a Sans amp because I like putting hair on bass. Yeah. And that's usually, yeah. that's, you know, but, but anyway, that's the thing. That's cool. Isn't it? Uh, thanks, Pedal Genie. Oh, I still have the Old Blood Noise Black Fountain because I do plan to do a stream at some point, but I uh -huh. couldn't because my entire upstairs was in my downstairs. So... Take that for what it's worth, I guess. You know, turn that into whatever you want. Definitely don't turn that into a meme. Uh, yeah, thanks, Pedal Genie, for sponsoring the Tone Control. And they just might. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, back to questions. I'm gonna play another sound. We're gonna try to. We're gonna try to do the rapid fire we claimed. All right. I, I think you can get this one. Don't know. Uh, dirty little secret. Mm, I remember liking that. I see. You thought it was the tiny guy fuzz. Wasn't. Dirty little secret. It's a. Um, is, is that Marshall? A, it's uh, a Marshall thing. Mar, Mar, Marshall made it, or is it? It's a. It's a replica of like a Marshall. No, no. It's Catalan bread made it. It's um. That's they're up to like was. the Mark III on that thing. It's it's Are cool. They? I. It's like, uh, is it a JCM 800? I can't remember. It's a great pedal, Maybe. though. That's one of the good ones. They also make the Raw, which is the Royal Albert Hall version based on Led Zeppelin's performance at Royal Albert Hall. It's very cool. A okay. pedal based on okay. a single performance. <laughs> but, uh, okay, back to questions. All right, back to questions. So next, the next question, um, it'll come out on Monday, which is the beginning of Mental Health Awareness Month. So something about guitar being good for your mental well-being. I'm sure there are science articles that can be referenced. Wait, that's a yeah. question? Oh. Well, just, it was, no, it's not a question, but like the, the day this <laughs> yeah. episode comes out is uh, is May 1st? No. Uh, what day is it? What day is today? No, May 2nd. That's my wife's birthday. So um, happy birthday to my wife. 
So yeah, May apparently I didn't know this. I should know this is a uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. So we You'll should talk about something about guitar being good. It. I feel better already, but it's not May, so <laughs> it's still <laughs> April. Uh, get out of here with your "It's gonna there's be May" gym, gifts. There's everybody. a Timberlake. Let's get out of here with that garbage. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't have any science articles about this available, but when I don't play guitar for a while, I feel crummy. Yeah. So there, there is, this is anecdotal, but there is a real thing and it does affect my mood. And I couldn't really play a lot last week or the week before because of conflicting factors, school work and like having to move out of half of my house. At you're a time upstairs being for, in your downstairs. My upstairs, the downstairs and the, yes, everything I own was stacked in my dining room. So, and the basement where all my guitar stuff is. So it wasn't great. And I was just like, this sucks so bad. So I don't know. I think just, um, whether it's guitar, like you're listening to this podcast because you play guitar, go play guitar. It'll make you feel better. That's my guess. Um, mental health is a real thing and it is a real bitch sometimes. I'll I'll give it that much, I guess. Like I've been dealing with this for, uh, longer than I realized. I'll put it that way. The, the pandemic shed a lot of light on a bunch of mental health stuff that I had been very conveniently ignoring. So mm. um, dealing with it yeah. now and things are much better. So do your thing. Yeah. Um, get after it. Yeah, yeah. And th- that's what my wife is going back to uh, get another grad degree for, um, to be a mm-hmm. mental health counselor. Um, because she sort of discovered that was one of the parts of her current teaching job that she liked the best was when she would help individual students on a one-on-one basis because she made herself available to them. And um, in a way where it was sort of like, uh, you know, being the parent that's like, you know, you can talk to me, you can talk to me, but actually mm-hmm. being that instead of being a sitcom joke about it um, for <laughs> students and yeah. they would, they would actually come to her and sometimes it would like screw up her whole week because she didn't get X, Y, Z done. Cause she had to deal with this, but like, it is really meaningful. And, um, just like a standing desk, it can put years back onto your life. Um, and, and what else, what, I mean, what, there's a mental health has, has a lot of stigmas and shit because people have this old standing idea that your brain is somehow like not an organ like the rest of your body, you know? And if you had some problem with your liver or your heart, you would take medicine for it. Well, we have medicines for brains too. Um, yep. Maybe you need that, maybe you don't, but you shouldn't be afraid of it either way. And um, I heard guitar, something the other day. Guitar is physical and mental exercise in a certain way, just like running or whatever and, 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 uh, yeah. crossword puzzle, like whatever it is that is, I think, I think we need a distraction from some of the bullshit and guitar is a fantastic distraction from bullshit. I agree. Um, Eric is saying in the chat, contrary, if playing too much is wearing you out, it's okay to step away too. Big agree. If you're playing too much, Big. then, then guitar is the bullshit, isn't it? At that point. Yeah. And now you yeah. need a distraction your- from that. Yeah. Your scales are off. Um, I heard something really great the other day that said, um, your brain's job is to keep you alive, not to keep you happy. All right. We move on to the next one on that. Yeah. That's so good. I I dig it. it. Like I I try to, when I'm having a bad day, (laughs) I think about that. Like, oh, my brain's just doing its job. Like it's, you know, I feel shitty because it's trying to keep me alive. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyway, yes. Guitar is his bullshit because he's a full-time guitarist. So, hey man, do what you got to do. That's right. Check in on yourself. Give yeah, give yourself a little tickle. Oh nope. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Uh, oh gosh, I have no idea. Is that a drive pedal or a delay? That or is, is it just yeah, like that's Todd um, Farm. Or is it <laughs> one of those weirdos? Uh, Green Rhino. That's oh. um, what company uh, is that? Way huge. Way huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's way huge. Green Rhino. Okay, next up, uh, this son of a bitch. <sighs> Tell me about this. <laughs> yeah, everybody was like, don't talk about this bass. <laughs> <laughs> they said, don't talk uh, uh, about it? <laughs> yeah, so somebody fuck jokingly you, everybody. threw it in there and was like, hey, we, nobody should be talking about this. And I was like, fuck you. You said you threw it in the chat. It's going yep. in. You blew it's, it. It's You can rock like the god of thunder. It's the Gene Simmons G2 Thunderbird in ebony. <laughs> fuck Gene Simmons. This is the whole, this is the thing, right? This like, who's been waiting? $2,800. Who's been waiting for this, right? <laughs> fucking stupid. Oh, God. Okay. Who's been waiting for this thing and is like, oh, my God, it's here? I'll tell you who wasn't. <laughs> Women. <laughs> Fuck Gene Simmons. <laughs> uh, All right. That's I'm it. Done we can move that. on. Yep. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's get another fucking thing. Well, you heard that at the I end. That little swell at the end gives gives a it's suggestion some, that it may be it a pedal a, that has a havoc button. It's a Caroline, yeah. It's a Caroline. Is it the, um, the kilobyte. It is the kilobyte. You nailed it. That was a good one. Caroline, like one. kilobyte. I can spell. Okay. <laughs> wow, truly can't fix me, Google. There you go. Okay. This was um, uh, all right. So what's, a late, what's up late now? ad, but I think it's really funny. Um, let's start a thread of toxic guitar advice. <laughs> the absolute worst guitar music advice you've ever heard. <laughs> is, there, I think is this, this where, is funny. I, is this where and, I scroll here? Okay. I mean, you can scroll if you want. I thought we would maybe add our own somehow. Practice but I think, is like, pointless. <laughs> pop is easy. Um, you should never start with electric. <laughs> St- like, study you know, little the, Wayne's the, technique. So, um, okay. I think there's, this is funny, but I also think there's like, what is some bad advice yeah. you've heard that, yeah. or, or advice that you hear a lot that is actually maybe not great. Uh-huh. And I, the one that I think of all the time is practice makes perfect. And that is right. not true. Cause if you're not right. practicing the right thing, it's all that. So practice makes permanent. And that's a really right. important distinguishing factor for me. Make sure you're really actually practicing the right thing and not total bullshit. Right, that that cuts both ways too. Like you practice something wrong, and you will have to unlearn that. Right, you have to unlearn you have, it. Yeah. You have to unlearn what you have learned. And yeah, um, anyway, bassists don't need else? tuner um, pedals. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> some other and bad placement advice. in the room matters. Oh, elaborate on that. I can think of a few rooms where <laughs> it does matter. So tell me about that. I think, like, are we talking a live environment versus a studio environment? Because, like, that's very different. But yeah, live. Um, live. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably not. Um, trying to think, like, what is some of the other, like, bad advice that I've heard? I don't know. I think it's just that, like, the, the, we've talked about this a lot in the last few episodes is the idea that, um, it's it's the the 
the way that guitar stuff is marketed towards us is like, this is the last blank you'll ever need. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Like th- okay. there's no, yeah. you, you're never going to have to make a decision on like, if you're a Strat person or a Les Paul person. So don't, if you're new to this, like don't go around thinking like you have to commit and it's a lifelong commitment decision, I guess. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like you see all yeah, this yeah. stuff that's like, which which is my Instagram feed is full of these like terrible guitar memes that are like a Gibson headstock and a Fender headstock, and it's like which one are you, <laughs> right? <laughs> or like a Marshall and a a Fender amp and a Vox and an Orange. Like you know you can only pick one. No, you can't. You that's never gonna happen. <laughs> like just be those realistic are those, uh, and like artificial engagement posts. It's you know yeah, trying to get people yeah. to weigh in on. Something because it 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 stabs you in your tribal nature, and it also, you know, right? You're you're wanting to participate in all the different things. Yeah. Like I'm wanting to participate. I also want to know like who, where my orange boys, you know. Yeah, that sort of bullshit. I sent one to Eric on Instagram the other day that was like, "Which do you prefer, three by three headstocks or six in line headstocks?" Yeah, like what the fuck is that? That is not it depends, a thing. That <laughs> uh, it depends if I'm playing. A Telecaster, if that guitar, or, or that Paul. guitar, yeah, yeah. By playing the it Les Paul, I much matter. prefer the three on three. Yeah, um, if you're but playing I find the, telly the three on three a... really sucks on my telly, so I always go with the six in a line on my telly. <laughs> what a stupid, like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Dumbass, just, <laughs> fucking so dumb. I hate that crap. Well, I love the idea I, that, I, that this, somebody is like fighting that battle, right? They're playing their telly, but they're tuning <laughs> yeah. a different guitar because they just fucking hate six in line. I gotta have my three on three. And he's like tuning the. But what I'm, oh man, yeah. I guess what that I'm was worried dumb. about is that like the the noob, like the total newbie, that's like learning about this whole space, right? And sees yeah. that and goes like, oh, I never really thought that there would be a, a problem with either of those. I guess there is. Like you might assume as someone who's oh, uninformed hmm. that like there's a a thing about one or the other and like one's better or different or how is it better. Yeah. And it doesn't fucking matter. And no one's no one's there saying that. Like, yeah. I don't know. It, <laughs> I worry I feel like about there's something people. about this in string gauge. Like, um you know, lighter strings. Be, well, you've got a few factors here. So there, there's uh, guitars in shops are typically strung super light because I guess mm. it's supposed, I think the, the idea is it's supposed to feel really easy to play so that you'll be like, wow, this guitar feels great or something. Um, but then you yeah. run into like, you know, tuning like guitar stores use nines. Yeah, so so then then do you have it the other way? So if somebody's getting into guitar, do people tell them, well, you've got to like gauge up your strings in order to stay in tune yeah. because light strings go out of tune. I mean, neither of those things are exactly true, right? They're oh, I just, just thought of another bad advice thing. Uh-huh. Bigger strings means bigger tone. I think that's what I was just leading up to, Derek. What, is it? Okay. Is that like, what you thought of it, when I was walking you down the path to that? Is that? Yeah, I mean, it's just that, like, that? I... <laughs> that That's kind of come up a few times, like, yeah. I've seen on my YouTube feed and stuff, but... I did it. Like everybody has kind of experimented yeah. with string gauges over the years. It's I, I don't think it's irrelevant. Like I don't think it's irrelevant to the sound of of things, but because it does change the I think it changes the focus on the fundamental, right? If you have like a super thick string yeah. compared to a super light one, right? But it's not so it's not like super dramatic. It's not like the difference between a bass string and a guitar string. Right? Of course, yeah. Um, so really, it starts to get to be about how you play, doesn't it? It's like if I'm playing really hard, then I'm probably going to want heavier strings so that I don't get as much bend. 
Yeah, there's that. that. And I also think when you're using, uh, w- one of the reasons you might want to use high gauge strings, heavy strings, is for down tuning, uh, for to increase well, sure, the tension but- at, at lower tuning. So that is the thing where you're like, oh, it's it's lower, so it's heavier, so it's bigger, right? Like, oh, what are they doing? It's bigger strings, right? It's you, you might have a correlation causation problem. Didn't we? You know? Didn't didn't somebody prove though that? Well, you know what it was. It was um, it was Fluff's video yeah. about is heavier is is uh, lower heavier, and he uh, kept I think he tuning the guitar down a step at a time, and he was like drilling out the tuners and stuff to put <laughs> yeah. bigger strings. Oh yeah, in. yeah. And shit. I think Rob Scallon did that too. Yeah. Okay. Um, Rhett did a video on Rhett Shaw did a video on like the string gauge thing, and and they went down to like sevens, really low. And oh, okay. Because that's famously what Billy Gibbons played, and his tone's enormous. So, yeah. So, whatever, eat it. <laughs> um, anyway, that's all. I can't. I don't know if I can think of anything else. I'm. I'm like making stuff up that it's. I feel like these don't make sense, or they're not. They should be against the rules if it's not advice that we've actually heard in the wild, right? Because if I yeah. can make up something that's bad advice, you know, it's a really, really fucking good idea to. Oh yeah, like, your, like- <laughs> plug your speaker into the wrong output on your amp. And blow up yeah. your fucking amp. That's a really Practice good idea. Practice bass before playing guitar at a show because that's like using a weighted bat, right? <laughs> Is that real? That sounds like it might be real. No, I just, I literally just made that up. Oh, I'm really that's proud a good one. That sounds so genuine. <laughs> Play bass, yeah, when you're practicing yeah. guitar because it acts like a weighted oh, bat. Don't um, do that. <laughs> it, uh, drink heavily when you rehearse because you're going to be drinking while you're playing your show and otherwise you won't know how to play. Yeah. Yeah, because you gotta you gotta practice. Drunk. Isn't that a Family Guy joke? I think that's I, it Peter might, gets really drunk and plays like piano. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. He, he's like blacked out yeah. and can play piano. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, let's go. All right, all right, all um, right. We got one more things. thing. I think. Do we have yeah, one we got more a thing? review. Review. Shout out we to do. Mike for reminding us that this segment exists. All right, I'm gonna pull out another oldie. <laughs> I know you know what that I play is. That, I play that riff to this day. Um, I think it's just Pod Farm, is it not? No. It's no? the Mayflower. Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought that was a pedal G- or a, a, a Pod Farm one. No, no. That's the no. other one that's like weird and stereo and has the swirly effect. Is that in the it. penis drive? What the fuck? <laughs> Are you just trying to get me to say that so it's a show title? <laughs> the it's penis drive? Okay. Okay, here Um, we go. We're reviewing, this is an Amazon review from um, somebody named The Stone. Oh, I shouldn't put this on the screen then because you got to... I'll read it to you. Okay. This is from The Stone on Amazon reviewing the Boss DS1. He's given it five stars. This was, uh, this review came in a year ago on Monday. So it's from April, late April, 2021. Great. The title is Great Pedal. Don't listen to the reviewers that don't know what they're buying. Okay. Well, if they're reviewing, then uh, they know what they bought, didn't they? Yeah. So anyway, this is written in, in like a weird stanza format. So I don't know if maybe you could choose oh, to view it yeah, as poetry, maybe you, but um, you should read it a little bit like that. Like, try, let's try to give it a poetry flow, right? Some of these reviewers drive me nuts. This is a five star product, colon. All boss pedals are. 
if you can't get the sound you want or the tone you want, it's not the pedal's fault. This pedal does what it does. Yes, it's fizzy. Yes, it removes low end. It does what it does. (laughs) Pair it with other pedals to get what you need. I think the issue is a lot of people want heavy gain and they think distortion is going to get them there. <laughs> Sorry, That's bad a punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking sentence. for it's going to get them there as a show title. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're is going to get them there. You're looking for an overdrive pedal so you can overdrive your gain. <laughs> But they're greater than 100. So you try to go, you, so you try and go budget and land on this. And it's not what you're looking for. I personally use it for bass. <laughs> I like to remove some low end and then add distortion. For bass, this thing is awesome. Almost the only pedal I need. It's <laughs> my favorite line right here. As an exercise in hubris, I use a metal zone too. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost, almost done. Buy this buy this little box. Uh, sorry, but this little box also sounds good with my Gibson SG guitar. I love this pedal and a boss in general. 17 people have found this helpful. I'm gonna click helpful on that. I just gave him a rating on that. That's fantastic. <laughs> As an exercise in hubris, <laughs> I use a metal zone too. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <sighs> I love it. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, so um, review reviews. We want to keep doing these. It's tough because uh, they aren't all this glorious. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's hard because, like, do we go for something that is – like we're reviewing the review, right? So it's right. it's not about the product. It's about the review and, and what it does for prospective buyers. So do you go for stuff that's like really high end and really, um, you know, well-respected gear that is critical and like can offer some real insight? That can be a very valuable review. But then mm-hmm. you've got this, you know, as an exercise in hubris type stuff that <laughs> yeah. is also on its own just like truly remarkable. It's right. an experience right. to read such a review. I don't know. Which I, do you like I think, more? I, I I don't know. Um, I I don't know. It's it, I think there's a whole there's a whole uh, colorful spectrum of great of great reviews. I think yeah. like I could really get behind a a sincere review that's just so well written that it's like actual prose, you know, or mm-hmm. or this weird shit. Where, with sentence fragments and stuff is great. Like yeah. sometimes it goes way onto that side and it's like barely legible. Uh, run on <laughs> sentence for like a, a giant paragraph, you know, this sort of yeah. shit where people just start going. Um, there's there's uh, a special place in my heart for all of the ones where they clearly don't know what the fuck is going on. Like <laughs> yep. you're not even sure they're reviewing the right thing. <laughs> it's like so, yeah, yeah. so out of love. Like I thought this would be blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I, I don't know. You were trying to make omelets with your guitar or something. I don't know what you were doing. Yeah. Uh, um, so when I was looking at the product, I was trying to pick a review, and yeah. many of them were like. So, and one area of Amazon that might be kind of an untapped market for us are the questions that you can ask on the product page that people can answer. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. And some some of them were like, I saw that this pedal doesn't come with a power supply. Is that true? And that, that's a thing. Like pedals yeah. often don't come with their power supplies. And, and yeah. people in the market for a DS1 might not know that. So good question. One of the answers have was a like, power supply. See, right. It was one of the answers was no, it does not come with a power supply, but it does come with a half dead battery. <laughs> 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 see, see, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah, a plus to that. All right, so uh, a rating. Uh, we we rate these out of five stars. I was about to ask what we rate them out of. I just decided instead. It's yeah. Let's do it. I, I'm is, okay if we change the rating scale every time. Every, <laughs> this is a this is a so tonight for out of eight tonight. Uh, I'm gonna give this okay. one a uh, a five and a half out of eight. Five and a half out of eight. Yeah. Um. I'll give it a six out of eight. I'm feeling just a little more generous, I guess. I really love yeah. as an exercise in hubris because I was reading it like this is fantastic, and then that line stuck yeah. out as just like, oh, now we're there's a real thought here. Now we're talking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we're talking. Now now we're on this right. We're on this path together. I like <laughs> the format. Like I feel like he's telling a story. Um, you know, he starts off yeah. with some. You know, here's where I'm coming from, and then he comes down to like. Yes, the product has some problems. It's fizzy. It removes low end. But then he swings back around like, but you just don't understand it, man. You know, That's and then and for. then we've got we've got of course a glorious little sentence fragment in there. And then um <laughs> and then there's sure you don't want to spend any money on your pedals, you know, and then and yeah, why then would you? I'm, ridiculous. and then at the end I'm a I'm a fanboy. So what do you? Expect? I love this pedal and boss in and general. boss. Yeah. So, hey man, I'm gonna give it yeah six out of eight. You got a five point five out of eight. So the average we're, we're of pretty, that is is five point five point seven five out of eight. eight. <laughs> Which let's do some quick math. Quick math. That is <laughs> five point seven five out of eight is a seventy one percent. That's a that's a D. You're dumb as hell. That's a that's a failing grade in graduate school. I'll tell you that much. All right, let's um, let's move on to suggestions of the week. Okay. Um, oh, I don't have anything for this. That's I okay. Should, I've got two. Then think of, you got um, two. Oh, yeah. I got. I'll throw in the one that I I did um, at the beginning of the show before we were recording. I just did my desk, and I have been using these. These oh, are yeah. from a brand called uh, Night Eyes. These are gear ties. They're little wires uh, that are wrapped in like a rubbery. Sleeve and you can bend them any which way and they stay where they are. Yeah. And like solid they are, core wire so that they'll stay. Yeah. They're awesome for cable management, which includes pedal boards. I've used these on my pedal boards for years because you just kind of twist them together They're like a twist tie, like on a like mm-hmm. a bread bag or something. But you can also kind of manipulate them however you want. So between those and regular Velcro cable ties, I've got all my cable uh, routing options covered. They're great. I've been using them for years. They're the best. My actual suggestion of the week, however, is songster.com for tabs. We don't talk about tabs too often. Tabs. It's uh, what you pull off your soda, right? This little guy? Yeah. Tabs. Wait, what, is that? what is that page you're looking at? Uh, I Typed in songster and I'd only put one songster R on with it. with two R's. You got to use two R's there. <laughs> yeah, sorry. S O N G S T E R R dot com. Songster and, with two uh, R's dot com. Don't leave songster, that R out. Yeah. Here we are. 
Here we go. So yeah, this is um, my preferred tab website uh, because okay. it plays it for you. And, like you can listen to it play the tab. Oh, that's great. So, I, so you when can I'm kind looking of up a see, tab, I don't have to play the song anymore. I can just no, it'll do it for you. Um, but it, it's done. nice because like if you if you type in some songs and stuff, you can choose the instrument that is is on screen. So it's got bass tabs. If there's more than one guitar track, it'll have both there as well. Um, and Master it'll also switch, it'll do notation, shows you the tuning, the tempo and stuff. And if you click play, I don't know if this will come through Discord, but it will play the track basically, but in this sort of MIDI tabbed version. And you can get a sense for the the cadence as though it were sheet music, you know. Right. Um, it's like dancing and it's just along. kind of... It's it's kind of like yeah, Matt's saying it's kind of like Guitar Pro online, but um, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think it's tends to be the most accurate tab site in my experience mm. too. The the accuracy of tabs is horrible most of the time, but I've had a lot of good luck with this one, and I just want to recommend it. That's pretty great. Um, yeah, and it, it is playing. It's not coming through onto the. And thing. what's cool but is like when I'm you're looking at the tracks, copyrighted piece of music anyway. So I don't know if that was. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um when you when you choose the instrument. So if you under the play button on the right hand side, yep. there's the guitar headstock. If you click that, it'll show you all the different oh. instruments that you can focus, and it will play that Including track louder all the other in the tracks mix. and stuff. Yeah. Wow. So and it'll like do the like if there's a vocal line, it'll like compensate it by like claiming it's saxophone or trumpet or keys, something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because so. Cliff Burton's backing vocals are apparently played on tenor <laughs> sax. That's for the MIDI. Is that what's going on? Like the MIDI is I playing guess so, tenor yeah. sax. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, I like so if you want to learn those finger, other, just <laughs> the finger. it is the finger. Yeah. There's no bass. It's just a finger. I play the finger. So. Um, Cool. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Oh yeah, it just turns them up. Yeah, it changes the mix in the headphones for you, so you can if you're like, oh, I want to learn the solo, you just flip to the right. solo track, and it it fades the other stuff down. Um, wow. It's a really good one, and you can pay for a premium thing where you can slow it down, you can solo things, you can loop things. Oh neat. Um, I don't have any of that. But, oh, all um, these ones that are locked. Right, right, right. But this is a lot yeah. for for free because, like that oh, other. Yeah. I think it was um, Guitar Pro Online. It's, that's one of the ones that comes up often if you just search for mm-hmm. like a chords for a song or something. And they're always trying to get me to like, oh, click here and I'll play it for you and all this other stuff. But it sounds like these mm-hmm. guys are are giving a lot more for free and then tucking some more advanced features behind the paywall instead of the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I use Pretty it all neat. the time. It's it's a good one. It's a good one. Songster yeah. with two R's. Songster with two R's. And I was totally fooled because the other one, like I didn't know what the fuck it was. The other one comes up and it has like it's clearly like about guitar tab or something. It was just some sort <laughs> of other site. Um so that's fun. Uh, hey, so it's been a long one. Let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, let's get out of here. So there's just time left then to, to invite everybody to Discord and thank our patrons and plug the uh, merch store one last time. Uh, merch store link in the show notes. We do not have a nice short link for that, but um, check it out. I am definitely going to make sure that the designs look right um, and look cool before we send uh, this episode out because they came out weird the first batch. And there's a couple of people that got cool ones, I guess. So, um, anywho, 
you can join us in Discord at discord.io slash tone control. And if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash the tone control, where you can support the show for as little as $1 per month. And we'll thank you ever so graciously and give you a special name color in Discord. But if you want to support the show for $2 a month or more, then you will be a supporter plus, and we will refer to you as the royal we. And you will get to come Which is into up for this. grabs. We can change that whenever we yeah, feel like. If somebody's got if a better has a good, idea, yeah. all you got to do is give us $2 and we'll consider your idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> no, anyway, I we, changed we, it as a joke one day and then it just <laughs> stuck around. So I thought it was pretty yeah. fucking great. So anyway. Okay. <laughs> Island of Misfit Boys. There is one, uh, one woman <laughs> in the chat. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, so the Patreon supporters uh, for this week include Carson Ricketts, Nick Greenwood, Timmy S., Matthew Fenslaw, Ryzen Wolf, Jamie Evans, Jeffrey Wright, Doug King, Doug Gann, Righteous Ryan Johnson, Steve Huffman, Jonas Sabatini, Two Bamp. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I changed it right at the last second for you. M- Mako Guitars, <laughs> Say My Name. What? What? Matt? Yeah, that's him. Just yeah, I know. No, okay, he's, he's, okay, that's it. He's Andrew just Walsh from Andrew Zalkov, OG friend of the show, Brian Rizzi, Doug Christ of Thirty Seven Effects, Sean Wright from Lollygagger Effects, and Brian Gower and Kyle McIntyre of the Tone Jerks podcast. And once again, yes. I've forgotten to even start the music. At this point, <laughs> hey, it's while like we the fade out, check this out. Yeah, what's right, going here on? Here we go. We're going up. <gasps> We're going up, everybody. My I desk is on this. the this. You like this? Here we go. I'm standing now. Can you hear that? Uh, just a little bit. I bet my just barely, yeah, will cut it out. Yeah, it's awfully quiet. Um, this uh, it rules. I'm standing that's, now. That's that's so bloody welcome awesome. to my standing office. <laughs> standing room only. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Cool desk. Bye. Justin, I think that's the wrong screen.